0: little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. The teaching I was going to do today, I didn't get to, it is so good. Anyway, I think think we have it somewhere, uh, I've taught it before, on mischief. Now this is a really important one for people who have kids who seem to get in trouble, because mischief is one of the things God hates. He hates feet that run to mischief. There are a lot of groups, whether they're gangs this color or gangs that color or like in this party or that party. I don't care. It's a spirit of mischief. It's feet that runs to, to uh, shed blood, innocent blood. It's feet that run to make trouble. How many have seen way more feet running to make trouble since 2020 than we've ever seen in our lives in this nation? <laughs> Well, we got to take authority over that. And I'm going to tell you what, the next prayer meeting, we're going to take authority over this stuff that's already being stirred up. You've got to take authority over the mischief of the people jumping walls, having somebody ring the doorbell, act like they're delivering you food while somebody's jumping over walls to come break into your house. Do you get what I'm saying? These are This is mischief. This is mischief. It's not the coup, oh, they don't mean it, they can't help it. I don't care who you are, but here's the key, and... I, I wasn't teaching this. Here's the key. If I've released mischief unintentionally, which I have before unintentionally, then I open the door for mischief to come at me. And I don't have time to tell you the story, but it was a wild story. What time is it? Gosh, don't look, don't look at your watches. One of the biggest spirits out there in our nation right now is Mischief. One of the things that's happening in in the church unintentionally is releasing mischief. mischief. Remember the power of life and death. death. Okay, I got to tell you the story. I'm going to try to do it really fast. I'm going to talk really, really fast. Okay, listen, good. So at my beach house, I love, God gave it to me. We have retreats there, which by the way, if you join the mentorship, we'll get your name and we go on retreats. And you talk about a spiritually wild, powerful time, ask her. She got delivered from a hundred and some demons in one couple hours in about an hour at, at a retreat from New Age stuff and yoga and all this stuff. Anyway, all right, so here's the thing. So this neighbor got really ugly. And and I was like in La La land with this place. God was blessing it. He was providing people being blessed. Other people were there reading my book and getting saved. And it's just an awesome place to go, honestly. And all of a sudden, this neighbor who who had some bad motives um, tried to make my house look like a nuisance. He didn't want me renting it and all this. And it's in Outer Banks, people. All the houses are for rent. That's what you buy them for. It's not retirement community. Like, you go somewhere else if you want a nice, quiet place to retire. Anyway, it was a whole story. And it, 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 God, he used it to show me something um, that was going on in our country, too. How, anyway, it was pretty cool what he does with stuff. God doesn't waste anything. You're living, you're just not flowing where you need to be if you're not living this life where God is doing so much all the time because there's so much to do. So repent and get there. So I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, I just all the joy and all the peace is like gone. I'm so afraid to be too loud and I'm trying to spend money to get monitors and all this stuff and it was just terrible. It was really terrible. So I prayed and I didn't mean to curse anybody. Remember too, when you walk in a certain level of authority, you can release stuff a lot quicker because that's just how it works in the spirit realm. I'm not gonna talk about it, but, but the more you walk with God, the more you've got to guard your words. So I said, it's not funny, but I said, God, whatever it takes, get that man out of my hair. Let him be bothered with something else. So I released mischief. I didn't know what it was, okay? I didn't have a clue. I, I felt kind of funny when I did it, but I was kind of really meaning it. Because I was just tired of this nosy neighbor trying to make trouble for me when everything was going so good and I was doing everything right and I had more rules than anybody and I had such a happy house and he just kind of came and just pulled that out from under me and, and I really felt that. It was just wild. Okay, so then, I, so then these weird things started happening, like at the house, like the door was left open, some detergent was stolen, just detergent, who steals detergent? So it's probably, the, oh, I had all kinds of things like the water leak. I, just some crazy stuff happened. My house almost caught on fire. All this crazy stuff. So <laughs> I didn't even think about all that. Anyway, God spared my house and saved the guests who were in there. And it was, anyway, all it all was taken care of, powerfully taken care of. like I didn't even miss a guest. like It was taken care of like three days, and then it, it was just amazing. I still didn't see it. I still didn't see why is all this crazy stuff happening now. I kept seeing all the prophetic and things. Anyway, but then I thought, why would somebody steal? Why would a construction, why would they steal the laundry detergent? Well, I'm thinking, well, their wife probably called him and texted them, said, so you better bring some home. They see it sitting there, so they take mine home. But these are the big, you know, these are the Costco. You pay, you pay like, your week's salary to get laundry detergent. You know what I mean? So I'm like, so I'm kind of mad. So then the doors left open. Then the, somehow the toilet paper jumped off the toilet r- roll it's never done into the toilet it was all these really strange things i was actually gonna preach this today and um so it's like what is going on i still couldn't get it so i go there and all the people who are fixing my house from the almost fire and the pipe things and the water leaking and all this which was amazing how god took care of it just so you know just amazing i just say nothing was really hurt which everything could have been messed up so I'm there, and so they're all interested in the gospel, like all these construction workers and everything. It's really amazing. So two, two of the people get saved, um, two ladies. And we're talking some rough backgrounds and stuff, just so you know. So we're in my hot tub. They're getting, they got, they got um, saved, so I said, well, let's go get baptized. So me and the lady, I don't baptize guys in my hot tub, just so you know. I don't take guys to my retreats. So the guys have to do those with the guy ministers. So we get in the hot tub and we're in there and these, these ladies, now the one girl had some court thing going on because somebody said she scratched her. I don't know. It was a mess. It was like, it's like those mean girls. Have you ever watched those stupid shows? Don't I don't, but I've heard about it. It's like that mean girl stuff where they just, you know, social media each other and now they're all in court because they threatened this and they threatened this and they're doing this. So I'm sitting in the hot tub and we're having this awesome time. That day they got saved that day. They, um, so then we're praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They both get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Two people didn't know anything about the gospel. So quick it was powerful. Power of God was all over the place. It was wild. Then all of a sudden, and I don't usually tell this, is so wild. They, they both saw this. So I, Sometimes I'm not sure, am I seeing this or are they seeing this? I, I'm not a seer that much. I don't see that much in the spirit realm. I mean, I sense. I know things, but I don't like with my eyes see like Karen does. So... All of a sudden, I'm looking at the neighbor, you know, the one that has been giving me some problem. Now, he wasn't there. This was in the winter. Almost nobody was there. And we're sitting there worshiping God. We had praise music on. We're talking about back to the Holy Spirit. And I see this this thing at the side of that house, honest to goodness, like like this, like, like creeping along the house. And it looked like a ghost, like it was whitish, clearish. If you've ever been to disney and ever do that haunted house i don't encourage it but years ago i took the kids i mean way back and and it just kind of looked just kind of like that so i'm kind of looking i'm I'm not scared because i'm really not scared of the devil but i'm kind of like what the heck is that and did they see it because i wasn't sure if i was the only one seeing it like and the thing is like serious it's about six foot tall maybe taller and it's going right along the back of the house and now it's getting really creepy because like it's coming at us. It's like, so I'm like, they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, and my brain is like, they shouldn't be here at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This should be all about God. This shouldn't be about some demon thing showing up. So anyway, so, so they're there. I'm kind of watching like, what do you want me to do, Lord? There was also some other freaky kind of things like something ran out of the woods or, you know, that kind of stuff that gives you the EBGB's demons trying to scare you thing. So. That they just got saved, you guys. And they j- but they both were in some mess before, I'm sure. They, they weren't um, choir girls coming up. Let's just say that. And so they're back to the Holy Spirit. They're speaking in tongues. They're all excited about God. And then there's this ghost thing. It looks like a ghost. I've never seen a ghost before, but this thing looked like that. So finally, I kind of had it because it was getting closer and closer. And they were kind of freaking out a little bit. So all of a sudden, power God came me. I stand up and I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. Stop right there. And it stopped just like that. And they're like, woo! they're like, their eyes are like of saucers. And I'm like, okay, we got it stopped, you know. And I said, now, in Jesus' name, get out of here now. And I said, the blood of Jesus covered. It. I said, get out of here now. All of a sudden, you guys, it whirled around. It was the wildest thing. And it took off to, to the corner. I'm like, no, get across the street and get out of here now. And it looked and it just went. They were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, how did that happen? How did you do that? And they were thrilled. They thought, wow, this word is stuff. I'm I'm sitting there like, why is that thing bothering us when we're worshiping God? Because I'm more concerned, like, why is it able to do that? I wasn't afraid of it. But it's like, why could it come and kind of sidetrack the show? So I'm not, they're all excited about it freaked out a little bit, thought it was so cool that I could take authority and seriously watch that it wasn't, because for a bite, maybe it's a bag or, you know, like a clear kind of bag in his float, but it wasn't, it was for real. So then we're like, so, but I I, I had no, I I was still troubled in my spirit. So middle of the night, I said, God, what was that? What was that? And he took me right to a scripture about the prowler because it looked just like a prowler. And somehow from there, it led to the scripture about mischief. I said, Lord, why is a spirit of mischief able to do this? He said, because you cursed that neighbor with a spirit of mischief. Yeah, first of all, I felt so bad because I didn't want anything bad to really happen to anybody. And I, I just kind of wanted them busy to get out of my business. But, and, and I'm telling you this too, because you can have that kind of and power. Do you understand how messy this is going to be if the church doesn't get pure? I mean, we are gonna be destroying each other thinking we're doing it in the name of the Lord, which is what the Pharisees did anyway. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, Lord, this is so real. And so, um so I, I um I really repented. I really repented. And see and then I have found out they weren't there they weren't there for almost a year after that, and they were there all the time bugging us before. But um I think somebody's mother had fell or something. And then I really gotta look at some Lord, I hope they didn't die or something anyway and so God fixed all that and and he we even ran into each other and um he didn't know who I was but then he apologized because he called me super drunk and hateful and cussing me out and everything in the middle of the night one time and um and I just forgave him but um he didn't recognize it was me and then after God did all that I said no I'm the neighbor who lives next door to you you know the one you called drunk in the middle of the night because I'm really sorry. I meant to tell you I'm sorry about that. So, 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 and I'm praying for him. He was a hard person to pray for because he's one of those people that tries to just be in everybody's business. And, um, he was, he was turning the other neighbors against me. And so I went to all the neighbors and they were like, no, we don't have any trouble with your pals. We know. And it was really cool. God just really brought people to the front to say, Hey, you know, you've got this all wrong because I have anything but a nuisance house. I have more rules than anybody. But if you're paying the kind of money you pay to go on vacation, then you want to be noisy at the hot tub for a while. And you want to be able, if, if you're not saved, you're probably drinking a beer. Some people are saved they're drinking beers. But you know what I'm saying? And it's like, this, that's what people do on vacation. And I'm saying that to say it's really important that as we walk with God, we get really serious about the authority we walk in. And, and I'm, I'm just, I guess i got to give this, let me give another example because y'all need to hear this. This happened recently, especially when you start walking in strong places with God. This is a big one. I'm going to have to preach this here soon, maybe Tuesday night. Okay. When you operate in what I call pretended faith, it's where you know what the word says, but you aren't being led by Holy Spirit and you're not maturing and you're not dealing with hurt issues and so it's the word but it's the wrong spirit behind it but you don't know that and um, so I was so one key if you're when you pray I'll say I know you we get tired when we're going through a long trial but the Bible says he'll add perseverance right that means you're going to go through everything you have to go through to mature so let's say you're praying I'll just give an example. Let's say you're praying for someone that you love who's in the hospital and they want to put them on some kind of machine or something that's going to take longer for them to come home. Let's say a baby. We'll just say a a baby. So they're putting the baby on a machine because it was a preemie or whatever. And you know everything was going good and now if they put it on this machine, it's going to set things back for when the baby can come home. Understand what I'm saying? So you do not pray things like, God, don't let him put him on the machine. Can you figure out why? If that baby needs to be on the machine, you just released something into the realm to speak to that doctor not to do what he should be doing. So the Lord was showing me, pretended faith never tells God how to do something or when to do something. Everybody get that? Pretended faith, I mean, pretended faith, real faith, real faith never tells God how to do something and when to do something. Okay, get this good. Real faith never tells God how to do something and when to do something. Pretended faith will and then witchcraft gets involved, and pretty soon you're releasing witchcraft in situations and horrific things can happen and that, we, that you, you allow to happen by operating in witchcraft. Does everybody get what I'm saying? So, so I had to, uh, to minister to this young couple who were going through this. You can't pray that. If that doctor needs to do that, then you, want, you can't pray, oh God, don't give them any medicine. You can't pray for yourself, oh God, don't let the doctors give me any medicine. Okay, real faith prays the promise. Lord, I pray that you'll heal my body, that I don't need medicine. But Lord, if that healing doesn't come through, then I thank you for giving wisdom to the doctor of exactly what to do. To help my body as I grow in faith. Do, do you see what I'm saying? So I say, get that person home by next week. Well, if they're not ready to come home, that's not the promise. Do you see what I'm saying? The promise is their health. You know, if somebody gets a medical miracle, then praise God. If doctors can do something, help. this is, we've got to take back our health systems because this whole mess that's happened has everybody distrusting everybody for good reason. You have so much, which my gosh, our Friday nights are going to be so busy with prayer. Sharon's like, "Yay, I'm an intercessor. Let's have Friday nights. I'm like, y'all can have it without me here, but it's not as much fun. I don't know about that. I'll call Karen, Karen, show this video, do this. Do you see what I'm saying, how detailed this goes? People think, the, God is a God, you've got, he's a God of specifics. But as you walk in authority, so you want to pray that your children get healed and saved, right? Or your friends. But are you willing to die to idle chatter? Are you willing to die to, to say how it has to be done? And that's where we, this fake, pretended faith has turned off a lot of people to the real and the things of the spirit. I've walked in it, so I know. Pretended faith has a push on it, like, I've got to make this happen. It's like we know that God's word is true, right? We've renewed our minds, and we know it's true. Some people don't even have that, but we know it's true. And then we try to make it happen. Instead of receiving from the Lord the word we're supposed to fight with. Does that make sense? All right. So take on the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I love this. Isn't it amazing how the Word of God is in there twice in the sense of truth and the Word of God? This one says, He says, um, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Take the mighty razor, sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you consistently intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. That's really powerful. I like the way he says that. So when I'm putting on, if you kept on, I'm sorry, in, in the other version, it says, um, Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He's got lots of scriptures there. Through all prayer and petition, praying at all times in the spirit and watching to the same thing with all perseverance, petition concerning all the saints. Then he goes, okay, what is this talking about? This is so powerful. We're supposed to do this all the time. Not like a cute little thing. This is supposed to be a lifestyle. So basically he's saying here, okay, I've got to get all of my brain and my thoughts lined up with truth. So I've got to protect my thoughts. I got to protect my brain from receiving from something coming into my brain. Now remember the spear, okay? That's stopping straight out attacks of sickness, that's thought, can, 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 that's where fears trying to get in. This is the enemy's trying to get wrong thinking into your brain. How many know our entire the nations under antichrist are, it's hitting now. It's hitting. If you even listen to some of this stuff that we would not even think was up for debate, there's not a person here who would ever thought that we would be questioning how many genders there are. Like, like it, it would just be so ridiculous to us. But I'm telling you, if you listen to it, it's demonic seed. And it actually starts to try to make sense. That's what they're bombarding our kids with civil service workers. Everyone who works for the federal government or state governments in most states are having to hear that. And that's why he says you have to put on this helmet. I promise you this. Do not send your kids or your grandkids or pray over your college kids and put on that helmet of salvation. They need their thoughts protected. Now They need what's coming into their thinking more than anything else right now. Because what comes in is seed and it's going to produce something. And that's why we have such a generation that's so hurting and, 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 and upset. And this isn't stuff you run out and do. This is spiritual warfare. Remember from the very beginning, we're fighting spirits. So you put that over your kids. You put that over their thinking. You pray for them. You talk to them. When they come home, you talk to them. What, what, did, what did you talk about today? And then don't get all mad and act crazy and make them stand out in the classroom and everybody thinks they're nuts and all this. No, no. You, you show them how to walk in forgiveness. You show them how to take authority over that. You teach them how to cast down imaginations, right? All right. The other thing here is praying At all times, Um, so the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Okay, you have to have this. You have to have this. You cannot win a battle ever without the sword of the spirit. I mean, God in his mercy, thank God, will let us win when we're babies sometimes. So you have to find the word that applies to your situation. Now, I'm going to give you some pointers on how to do this that you can start right now. If you can get an eSword, it's free. It's an app. It's the easiest way because it has the concordance written right in it. So when you get eSword, which you get on app thing, you download it, it's free. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a people would charge you hundreds 100 dollars or more for something like this. There's a thing on there called um well there's a thing on there called the King James version KGV plus. When you get the KG King James version KJV plus, when you go to us, you can put a word in. Okay. Well, you can actually do this. never might, you could do this anywhere on there. Actually, you can do this anywhere on there on your, on this app, it'll have a little search box. So let's say you need a scripture for healing or money or whatever you put that in there and every single scripture with that comes up and then as you have more of a renewed mind and you're led more of the spirit i can go just like this and i can get the scripture like that lord's like this is the one this is what you need fight with this send this people get texts from me in the middle of the night with scriptures on it you need this fight with this and and as the lord shows me Okay, Um, there was even one that God had me send to my one son about marriage and love. I didn't send it in the wrong spirit. I sent it in love. Okay, it's powerful. See, the enemy has us all distracted with TV, social media, dramas, this blah, 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 whatever. That's why he wants us to be out doing so much. And the Lord's like, if you don't fight according to my word, you're not going to win. And that means we, I don't know that we've ever, I don't think we've ever had spiritual warfare here for our nation. We've been praying for this nation big time since 2020. I don't think we've ever, ever, we knew we never had it till people got the scriptures and we'd all be sitting in here and different ones would get scriptures. And then we'd look at them and pray it and fill anointing on it and then release it to angels. Hundreds, thousands of angels have been in this place to release this. That's how you really fight. You want, okay. Oh man. All right. Angels could care less what you have to say. Okay, your prayers and fear do nothing except release demons. Your opinions do nothing but release demons or nothing. When I get a word from God from his word and the anointing of God is on it, when I speak that thing out loud, (laughs) sign of wonder, uh, angels take it And it can, and they will war with it and it cannot return void. So you can pray for somebody somewhere over another country. You don't even have to tell them because you're not fighting them. When you, when you, you want to become so sensitive, you can sit there and say, Lord, show me, show me ahead of time. Lord, I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, show me if I need to pray for my kids, for their school. Don't get paranoid, get faith filled. Okay, and that's the key. You can cross these lines and it'd be fear-based. Fear-based does nothing. Come and get help. Get deliverance. Get free. Get free from the spirit of fear. But faith. Guard it with faith. That's, oh God, this is good. That's why, I say that because I'm getting it. Think about it. You got this big shield around you. And Satan's like, I've got to get a dart in there that brings fear. I've got to get in there and bring fear. I can't do anything if I can't get them in fear. Let me get them in fear. That's why it's so spiritual. So he's trying to get in fear. God says, put it on. Put on your helmet. Don't take their thought. Cast down every thought that goes against my word. Cast it down. Cast it down. Take authority over it. Okay. Dreams. Dreams get into your thoughts, right? Dreams bypass your reasoning. Like you you can't just stop them. Like you can't. You should be able to... When you start seeing that dumb thought, you know what I mean? You need to, don't listen to the whole thing. Stop it. Stop it. God can get you to such a place of discernment. If somebody texts me, if somebody writes me a letter, anything, I honestly can hold the envelope and know it's from the wrong spirit and throw it away without ever reading it. One time I didn't listen to Holy Spirit and I read it out of curiosity i was tormented i had to get somebody to come i had to repent i had to get somebody to come and break that off of me because they wrote some horrible things in there i'm just seeing it this stuff is real okay now don't don't do that if it's a letter where you're going to have to go show up and quarter something and you think you're discerning okay you know there's another there's another whole way to handle some of these things i i don't want you to do any of this stuff immaturely or with the wrong spirit but i'm just giving you the hunger to say wow i want to walk in the ways of God. I wanna be really in this kingdom like this. I wanna know how to fight like this. I don't wanna sit there, spend all my time calling principals on the phone and yelling and screaming at everybody when I'm not supposed to be wrestling with the flesh. I'm gonna take authority. You guys, just think, if you had five, even three or four moms at the same school and you took this serious, you took this serious, I mean, it's better than signing up for the PTA. Now I'm not saying don't sign up for PTA, do whatever you can be to be there, but honestly, What you do in warfare for real in agreement, and you feel the presence of God and you see the presence of God. See, the things about faith are you can't see them, so you can't let your brain say, This isn't real, this isn't working. But if it is real and it's not a counterfeit you're operating in, you will see it work. There's not one thing you're seeing exposed, not one single thing that's being exposed pretty much right now that God didn't give us at least a year or two ago to pray and to watch. And he made us, he showed us what, how we had to get authority, what we had to break through. So, so I, I want you to see how powerful the word is. I want you to get so excited about using the, war, the word of God to do warfare. So excited about saying, "Wow, I know how to pray for my grandkids now. I know how to pray for my boss now. Okay, I'm going to give you another spiritual law. I didn't know. All of this is, I have so much teaching on this. All right. The only way to, well, I won't say the only way. The one big way to stop witchcraft coming against you, which is cursing. It doesn't mean there have to be a witch. They may be a witch. They may not be a witch, but it's the wrong spirit. Okay. You bless those who curse you. Okay. Now, I used to take that kind of i kind of made a formula more out of it, like, okay, bless them, and I was like, no, no, you've got to get a little more serious about blessing them. I want you to really bless them, so I'm telling you something happened recently, Oh, there was a situation, I won't get into it, but somebody was doing things to make things really difficult and really was coming from the wrong spirit for somebody I was talking to and and as I showed them how to fight and what to pray, and some of that's on a teaching we just put out it should be on it should be on YouTube or facebook and and I said. I said, you know, you've got to bless them. Lord, show me you have to bless them to break the power of this curse. And so they went out and bought them a gift and wrote them a nice little letter and thing. And it really touched me because they said when they gave it to them, not as a ha-ha, I'm stopping you, but with a heart to really bless, this really hard, kind of hard person teared up and apologized for what they had done and said they would try to fix it. And then the Lord said to me, you don't bless as a formula to stop cursing. You bless with the heart to bless, and that stops cursing. But you see how close they look? I mean, I just got that rebuked myself recently, because pretty soon you get into formulas with everything. You know, okay, just bless them. Just bless them. And, and, uh, and um, what time is it? It's almost time to go. Um." Let me just finish this part I get too many stories. All right. So then we're going to pray with prayer and petition. Okay, I want you to get this time. Praying at all times in the spirit. That doesn't mean you go around. <speaking in Spanish> kind of fun, but you know, <speaking in Spanish> probably more fun than what you're doing. But anyway, um, that's not what that means. Yes, you pray in the Holy Spirit. When I pray in the Holy Spirit, when I seriously pray in the Holy Spirit, it's kind of fun to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you go to another country, you can just try to see if you can pick up their language. So I'm just walking through the mall. See if I can, you know, see if everybody goes, what did she say? Anyhow, and nobody knows because they know you're a foreigner, so you kind of have more fun with it. Here, you might look a little strange. But anyhow, so although here, you just put, like, you know how you have you carry your cell phone? And you got the ear thing, and you're like, like you're talking to somebody. Anyway, don't do that. That's not true. Anyhow, so <laughs> they are oh, they speak a bunch of languages. Anyhow, so, but when praying in the spirit means I'm in the spirit. So you have to mature and get to a place. God has this thing, like, I want you praying in the spirit always. So that's like you sense right away how to pray. You know how to release the word in prayer. You know how to talk to the Father in prayer. You know how to go to God as the righteous judge. You, it's like this constant awareness of what God's showing you to do and how to do it, okay? And so that's petition. now, petitioning. Now, petitioning is actually what we call, uh, some people call the courts of heaven, if you've heard that teaching. That's kind of petitioning. That's like, Lord, here's my case. This is what I want to see. And I got powerful stories about that. You can find some of that on uh, some of our teaching. I mean... Uh, powerful stories of watching a lady get out of Russia um, who was in the hospital because the Lord had me go to the courts of heaven before I ever heard anybody's teaching on that. I literally had a vision of me in God's courtroom and I, I pleaded this person's case. And I told God, I said, I'll do this, but get everybody off the bus. Everybody stood up and got off the bus at one time. Like 50 some people all stand up and walk off the bus. <laughs> okay, And I went wild, okay? I went wild in the spirit pleading for this woman's life and pleading for them to get her to a place where she'd be safe because basically at the country we were in, they will keep you in that hospital forever if you have insurance until they get every penny out of it, even if you're getting no treatment. And so the Lord has me praying this and and, and just wild, you guys. Like, I mean, I, I wanted him off the bus because I knew I was going to be wild. And, and when I say wild, it, you know, I don't mean by bugging me. So, and I'm just praying like it's like, Lord always tell me, pray like it's your child, pray like it's your child, pray, always pray like it's your child. And so I'm just praying and interceding and I see the father and I plead the person's case and I plead whatever the Lord's giving me, the Holy Spirit's showing me. And I see the father said, okay, done. At that very moment, without, for no reason, the doctors in there decided to send her to a hospital, uh, put her on a plane to a hospital in another country that's not corrupt like that. She literally got back to the U.S. before we did. And it was a bleeding ulcer. So it was treatable, but if somebody knew what they were doing. And, um, and it was so intense. And sometimes God may send you somewhere if you let him order your steps, and he may save somebody's life. And here's the thing with God, whatever you sow, you reap whatever you sow, you reap. So we need to realize, I want to be more in the kingdom. I want to be sowing good things. I want to be sowing and I'm believing by his spiritual laws, I'm going to reap those things. Okay. So that's prayer petition, praying all times in the spirit and watching to the same thing with all perseverance, petition concerning the saints. So be praying for the believers, persevere. Okay. What does that mean? That means I don't pray one time and say it's done. Has anybody kind of learned that there's a lot more to prayer and spiritual warfare than maybe you were thinking? And it's not like a five-minute prayer. It's like, okay, God, show me the word. Okay, God, show me how to intercede. Lord, let me go before your presence and and ask for you to hear this case and, and why the enemy. Like when my son had the thing hit, I went immediately into the presence of God in the courtroom if you want to call it that. But I went right to God as a judge. I said, No, I said, No, I repented of pride. You saw I repented of pride. I posted it even on Facebook and I meant it with all my heart. This spirit of destruction has no authority. And the father said, it's case solved. And then I took authority of the avenging spirit and it broke like that. And my son said by the time he landed he was much better. They still went to the hospital and found out how bad it was, but the doctors were like, Wow, you caught it right in the very, very nick of time to have no permanent damage. it's amazing and honestly if I wasn't able to pray in the spirit and know how let me say this I I would just say if you know in your heart that God wanted you to know some of these things sooner and you were too busy or you weren't paying attention just repent and if you don't know I'm pretty new at this and this is wild this is great this is right where I need to be then praise God do you understand what I'm saying repentance is when like Lord I should have known this sooner And I've had opportunity to know this sooner and I didn't. So then you repent. Remember, that's like the greatest thing. Because God goes, oh, good, it's over. Now we're gonna catch up. Now I'm gonna teach you my ways. Now we're gonna run faster and you're gonna have to catch up with this. You're gonna do these things and you're gonna see these things. And you're gonna sit back at all the places where you think God missed it and realize he didn't miss it. Nobody was fighting the fight. Nobody knew how to hear him. Nobody who had authority in this knew what to do. Oh, God, you're still so faithful. You're so merciful. Thank you if they're saved there in heaven. Thank you, God, for what you did. Do you understand what I'm saying? He never misses it. It's never his will that anyone should perish. It's never his will that anyone should die young. It's never his will. There's things you have to know. How can you fight? If you think it's God's will, are you really going to fight God? Like you got a good chance of winning that one. Would you want to fight God? But you've got to recognize it's not his will. He doesn't give you authority to fight him. Now you can go talk to him. You need to be really careful what you talk to him about, though, if you're trying to change his will. Because he's probably right. And sometimes he'll give you what you're asking for. And that's another whole teaching. Lord, please, please, I beg you, this this one time. I say, no, Lord, I want your will. I know his will means healing. I know his will. But no person takes the place of God. I can't, you, you all know of people who who've God used powerfully in healing and then somebody they love close to them dies. We are never take the place of God. We never, that could be pride that could set that up. It could be they didn't have authority. It could be that person didn't want to keep living. It could be, you see what I'm saying? There's so many things we don't know. And we're gonna fi- finish with this and then we'll pray for you guys. The one thing God showed me because I used to want to know why, why, why didn't that happen, why didn't they get that, why didn't that person raise from the dead, why, and finally the Lord gave me that scripture, you know the scripture where um, Jesus is talking to them all before his death, and it kinda, and he goes, and, and they, and he's telling Peter what's going to happen to Peter, like you know, you're going to die like that, and, and Peter goes, well what about him, talking about John, and Jesus says, what business is that of yours, so that's my new, that's kind of my new, um, bumper sticker. So when I want to why God, what business is that of yours? I don't want to open up to being critical. I don't want to open up to being judgmental. If he wants me to know why, he'll show me why. And it'll be a reason. I, I know this. The why is always going to be he's faithful. Always, 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 always. Don't make up fluffy stuff. Okay, my daughter was not supposed to die at the age of seven. She was not supposed to have a demon throw a tree branch, hit her in the head and kill her in front of her mother and her brothers. It was demonic. That's why she drew a picture of a demon in a tree that her spirit picked up on to leave for us. That wasn't for her. Is she okay? Yes, she got to be raised in heaven. Perfect, wonderful, glorious. And she already was super powerfully spiritual at the age of seven. She prayed for people to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. She had better discernment than most adults I know. And she loved the Lord. And before she died, not knowing she was going to die, she said, Mom, how do you know Mama and Papa and Papa and Nana? are going to go to heaven one day. That's her grandparents They were older. She goes, I don't think they know Jesus. How do you know? She goes, she goes I couldn't stand it if they don't get saved. Seven-year-old kid. Kind of convicted me like, man, she cares more than, than I take the time to care. And I said, Lauren, you just keep asking the Lord and he will get them saved. And then she says, right after that, she goes, Mom, what's it going to be like when I die? Seven years old. Now, I would have answered different if I know now. And I know it was prophetic. I know I was prophesying what was going to happen, but I would have had a discussion and broke the power of it happening. And I said, sweetie, you'll go right into the arms of the Lord. Now, I was thinking rapture because everybody's talking rapture then. Within one week, she died instantly and was in the arms of the Lord. And I saw her in heaven, if you haven't read my book. And every one of those people plus more, and our family got saved at her funeral. What Satan means for evil, God will turn it to good. Could they have gotten saved if she stayed here? Yes, she's not the Savior, Jesus is. That he brings good out of evil, how amazing is our God? See, Satan can never win because if he tries something bad and we go to God and we get God's revelation on it, Satan's going to wish he never did it. We've impacted nations, and her story stands out stronger and brings truth to people who don't understand more than my son getting healed instantly from permanent brain, liver, and lung damage, and then a longer trial. So I've seen the long trial, I've seen the fast miracle trial, and I've seen it not working, and God getting the glory because I did not change truth for a lie to make me look stronger than God.